0: back. Howdy. Thank you very much, everyone. We've hit number one spot in iTunes New and Noteworthy. Whoop, whoop, whoop. In the careers section. As opposed to business overall. But we're pretty high on there as well. We're happy bunnies today. I think we hit number two. Yep. At our peak. Sitting next to me, today... My good friend, and yours, the Turkish delight, Jam
1: <laughs> Thank you very much for that introduction, you're Wayne. You're very welcome. Hello, everybody.
0: Hope you're doing well. <laughs> uh, so, welcome to episode six, uh, which we have entitled today, What Will Jobs of the Future Look Like? Um, it's been something we thought about talking about for a good while. And we do have a good
1: old natter about it and in general. all the
0: time. All the time. <laughs> uh, so we thought we'd bring the chatter to you. Um, so we're going to jump right in. I think the title is relatively self-explanatory.
1: Do you want to maybe quickly give a quick overview of what kind of subjects we'll be talking okay, about today? Yeah, I wasn't going to, but
0: okay, I shall. Um, so the f- one of the things we want to talk about, obviously, is with technology coming in. And uh, replacing some people's jobs. Um, really, we're looking at uh, whether or not are we going to be are we working with or against intelligent machines? Are they going to become the competition for our employment for our jobs? Um, and then also, as the title of the podcast suggests, as well, what are the jobs of the future going to look like in about ten years' time? And whether or not the internet is a new platform of employment um, to kick things off as always we'll start with a quote if you will Jim.
1: cool so this uh, quote is by the smashing pumpkins uh, lead singer it's billy corgan and he says there's nothing wrong with technology it's when technology is the story and not the artist that is the problem very good
0: Ooh. very good poignant very um so let's jump straight in then um so are we working with or against intelligent machines gem discuss
1: okay so i mean we are i i'm not going to go straight with my what i believe but i do believe that technologies are playing a massive part in our in employment in our careers and i think to be honest a lot of it's quite obvious that a lot of jobs are actually falling away because of machines but mm. Then there's the argument, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And as you see, there's a lot of jobs that, especially those sort of menial tasks mm-hmm. that are kind of either being outsourced to company uh, to other countries that are going to do it cheaper, or, or as you say, they're just falling away and they're becoming automated altogether.
0: Absolutely. And one of the very, very topical things here in the UK um, is the recent tube strikes, which happened a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the main thing, one of the main reasons that the strikes happened, uh, was because the uh, tra- the London uh, completely- TFL TFL that's the one Transport, <laughs> transport for London, for the organisation that organises all the public transport, has decided they want to modernise the the tube system, um, and part of doing that is shutting down the ticket offices um, to be replaced with entirely these. These computers, these ticket computers that are in the stations already, they've been there for a very long time now. And so the strikes have happened. Um, And that's just one one example of of where that's happened and is continuing to happen. is is that just
1: the um, the tickets they're arguing about? Because I know there's been a lot of talk about the kind of automating the trains. The trains are going to actually run themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've I've heard that as as well. I know that the, one of the main cruxes of of the strikes was about the ticket um, ticket offices, um, but I have heard as well that they are planning to automate some of the trains as well. But if you look at the, the Docklands Light Railway, the DLR, that's already fairly automated. You've got a ticket inspector going up and down the train who just uses a key to turn the train on and off. So that's kind of already happening as well. Um, but as, as an example, you know that's one of the sort of, as you say, menial tasks that's started to be automated um, a little bit. Um, so... I guess you've got to kind of look at like where which jobs are going to go first. I think Um, so. With the ticket offices as an example, another one that we we were discussing before we started recording, obviously, was the checkouts in the likes of Sainsbury's and Tesco, as to all the big supermarkets, Um, and how more and more of these chains are just putting in these self-service checkouts mm-hmm. um, which I use all the time I don't think I ever go into my local Sainsbury's and go to the, the checkout unless I'm buying something that I know is going to get that little warning message going you need ID
1: if you're, if you're on the old boozer again
0: yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> but but no like uh, you know or if if you're buying like batteries that aren't on yeah there.
1: you know stuff that's definitely going to set it off and yeah. then you're going to be waiting longer for someone yeah. to come or things over things that you
0: can't get from the actual shelves so again it comes to do down to convenience in a way you yeah. kind of you well also i don't have to wait for, i can go at the pace i need to go at. i don't have to wait for so, some <laughs> really slow guy behind the checkout who's had a really bad day going beep
1: yeah but then a lot of people are sort of saying, well, a lot of people actually got one camp who like you, who yourself say, okay, well, I, I shop in my own time. I choose how quickly I'm going to run these through. <laughs> it's kind of that instant I'm in control of my time. So, yeah. But then there's the other people that say, wait wait, wait a minute, you're, these machines that have just come in, like we've had up the road from me, like the co-op just up there is kind of literally I think there's about two or three staff you can physically see yeah. and the rest of these new like... 10 machines uh, that have come in and people are using them and but then you've got uh, like some of the older generation who are coming in saying oh this is wrong this is (laughs) these machines it's almost like they've become the immigrants the machines actually in the in the supermarket are the ones they're they're supposedly stealing all the jobs it's because suddenly i only need one person to manage a group of machines if you get what i am saying
0: yeah absolutely and uh i've done what you've done last week when you were saying you didn't want to say at the end of the day Oh, I decided we are going to get, get a counter for that anyway. I said absolutely again.
1: Ah, okay. <sighs> Never mind.
0: But, um, yeah, the... I mean, obviously, you need some sort of human element in there in case something does go wrong. Um, so you are going to have you usually got the one member of staff that sometimes got a little computer screen that they keep an eye on. Although that's less and less common now. I think that was something at the start, whereas now they've just got the big kind of <laughs> the siren. Light that says this
1: person does not know how to work with computers. <laughs> yeah, they go
0: woo woo. Although not not loud enough <laughs> no. because you're always stood there waiting for like ten minutes. Going, yeah, Hello. True. Um
1: but I think this kind of... Um, going back to that sort of um, idea, the fact that we are in control of our time, it goes back to um, like uh, Sky TV and the Sky Plus. Like we are so becoming in control of the, the speed that we spend our oh, time. Like yeah. I choose when I watch a series, I might want to watch the whole series in one sitting or you might decide that you want to get in and out of that shop in less than 30 seconds. You'll run into <laughs> that self-checkout and you're taken out. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a whole another conversation there about the kind of, oh, we're becoming too convenient about time. Yeah. And then there's also how how this is actually affecting people who are on those op- but to be honest like we were saying earlier it's not really just affecting like these menial jobs i mean they're the ones we've hear about they're the ones that are really physically visible mm-hmm. but we was like even talking about like accounting software earlier and how i mean people are producing software for nearly any sort of career any sort of like um career whether it's yeah mm-hmm. accounting so i pay us i pay online for a service that gives me accounting software whereas that really has gone and maybe possibly replaced an accountant that i might have hired and so it's not really so i mean it is some menial task, but is it more the automation of the the function of that task it's kind of it's quite a difficult one there so
0: yeah yeah um and i mean if you as another example if you look at the amount of websites that are now appearing looking at you know building an app there are loads of these websites that are popping up on my facebook feed all the time going build your own business app and I'm <laughs> in like, that voice as well yeah in that voice it's well it's usually got some good-looking woman on the sex cells apparently so on the advert they've always got well,
1: you, well you clicked through on. in the end so no i,
0: I didn't, I didn't <laughs> click through. i'm not guilty of that i maybe had a look <laughs> um but yeah and and It is becoming a thing where more and more things are being automated and made very, very simple Mm -hmm. um, to do for the user. Um, And I mean, one thing that's come in for quite a long time um, has been um, the car factories. Back in the day, I mean, it was just an assembly line with people just screwing things in and then yeah. they brought the robots in and, and that's kind of... And now you've just got people programming that the That clever robots.
1: engineer who's going to sort out that... Be like the doctor to the the robot once yeah. he sort of messes up yeah, or he's definitely. off by a couple of millimetres.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's one of the earliest kind of signals that, that it, everything was going to go that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so who do you think then is being hit the hardest
1: well i mean i always love to talk about education i do think like a lot of our schooling system has sort of lined us up to be these sort of menial factory workers and so actually it's hitting a massive majority of people who are coming out of like school who are maybe who are kind of the jobs they have to go for are those sort of menial jobs are those really light touch jobs and it's quite scary because I'd say a lot of those people who are probably unemployed are likely the people that are going to be going for these menial jobs. And then suddenly Mm. these jobs are being outsourced to a computer Mm -hmm. who's doing it no offence, probably a lot more efficiently than that person because humans have a lot more flaws. I mean, at the end of the day, the person you said, the person on the checkout has emotions. He he could have yeah. had a really terrible night night before. He's got worries about his rent, but that computer is going to steal. You switch him on in the morning mm-hmm. and he's <laughs>
0: the, the computer is going to be consistent. Well, talking about efficiency, when you mentioned the, the co-op up the road from here, um, I kind of I got a little bit like, yeah, too right uh, about that because there have been many times I've been like, I'm hungry. My bus is about seven minutes away. If I dash into the car, I can get something to eat and be out in time for my bus. Mm-hmm. And I've been held up by the most <laughs> complacent shop assistant yeah. in the world. I think loads on, of people could relate to yeah, that on, on many occasions, which I think is another reason why I automatically dash to the self-service checkout. Cause I'm like, oh, I just want to be in. I want to get it. I want to yeah. be out. Um, And you're right, it's an efficiency thing. It's an efficiency thing. And you don't have to pay a computer by the hour. Yeah. You make the initial investment. Okay, yeah, it's a lot more expensive. But you make that initial investment and then it's, it's there. It's done.
1: Yeah, and I think I think we're so early as well. Like I still look at these machines, and I still think they're very, very sort of basic at the moment. They do the job; they get you by. But I, I, I do believe in the future they're going to be suggesting stuff to us. They're going to be like the Amazons. They're going to be saying, "Oh, did you know if you bought?" Like I mean, sometimes you go to a checkout and like i buy something and the lady will say to me oh did you know it's two for one on that offer and i kind of like that i was like oh she actually helped me out maybe i'll go grab the second one mm-hmm. but then again that computer could start doing that and it could start being highly intelligent and sort of saying oh well last time you bought this when you came yeah. and maybe have you forgot to pick it up and it kind of yeah that well, interaction could, goes a little bit deeper could you
0: imagine um in you know 20 30 years time um if that you're at you're at this self-service checkout. It goes. Oh, did you know it was two for one on this, right? And you go. Oh no, I didn't. I'll have one of them. Press the button, right? You just stand there and wait, and a little drone thing or a robot has gone to the shelf, picked up what you need, or gone from the stock room and just comes in in a little remote control trolley. There you go. Oh, thanks. Deek. But or if you look at, I mean, um, the Apple stores. I was amazed uh, last year when I went in to buy something, and the guy went, "You know, you don't, you don't need me anymore." He yes, as you said <laughs> that to me, you don't need me anymore. You've got an iPhone, haven't you? I went, "Yeah." He went, "Okay, you've got the Apple Store app." I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I have." He said, "Well, so long as you're not buying a computer, you're just buying an accessory or something, which mm-hmm. I was buying a couple at the time." He said, uh, "You just open the app, scan the code, mm-hmm. and then you go, yeah, 'Yeah, I'll pay for that.'" sign into your iTunes account using your password or if you've got a 5S your fingerprint scanner Um, (laughs) and and then it's paid for off Mm -hmm. your iTunes account and then somebody comes and gives you a bag and there you go job done
1: but this is, and again, it, it gets going a whole another level. Like, we're, everyone's already working on, like, the, people are, all these technology companies are working on these sort of wearable products. You've got the Google Glass, you've got the Fitbit, you've got, I don't know if the actual iPhone, the watch is actually, is that a real thing? Is I that think happening? to happening. I but that's what I'm saying. So now, now you're going to have your watch on that's telling your heartbeat, saying, oh, maybe you've got high cholesterol, maybe you should be buying these foods in the shop. So a lot of it's becoming automated. <laughs> And, I mean, I want to get back on topic to the actual um, career stuff, but yeah. people need to be really aware that this is where we're moving. Yeah. And it's going to happen fast. It's, it's, it's coming. It's happening now. Very,
0: very fast. I think most shopkeepers will probably be, at least in the likes of Sainsbury's and Tesco's, the big uh, chains, most of them are going to be redundant in 20 years.
1: Are you talking about all the workers you are just so. saying?
0: I think so. But but the, if you look at Amazon as well, you know, they're, they've launched their... Uh, drones, their their PR thing for their drones. Now, whether or not that's going to happen, because yeah. there's so many things you've got to take into account, like health and safety yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. But the point is, they are working towards. Well, that. the technology is right there. Exactly. They have the technology. <laughs> we have the technology. Yeah. We can <laughs> rebuild him. Um, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> they true. have the technology to do that. Yeah. Um. And so, if the technology is there, all it's the stopping them is the paperwork, the health and safety stuff, all yeah. that sort of stuff. And you know, they can deliver in thirty minutes in some areas. They think thirty minutes. Bye bye, postman. That's yeah. that's all I've got to say.
1: But it's true. Again, that's a it, scary. It's harsh, thought,
0: but, but it's it's as you say, it's true.
1: So, do you think? Are you on the sort of side of this is sort of like? Is it dystopia? Is it dystopia? Um, are you? Are you? Is this, a, is this a particularly bad thing, or is it?
0: I have mixed emotions because I, as anybody who knows me can testify i am a big technophile yes. i love technology <laughs> i love gadgets and i like to have the newest and the latest yeah because i think technology really does enrich people's lives mm-hmm. um that being said i feel for the people that are going to be made redundant and it's going to be very difficult for people particularly uh, the older end of the spectrum that Aren't very technologically illiterate. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very difficult for them to move into something else and make a living. But what I think is going to end up happening in the future is actually, as we say, the menial jobs that that we've that we're we're doing at the moment aren't going to be needed to be done by us. So we're actually going to have more time to do the sorts of jobs that we want to do totally agree we really enjoy doing and can be passionate about so Um, it's
1: not just it's not just trading in that time for money it's actually saying well now it's kind of like you have to choose yourself you need to decide what Mm -hmm. you want to do because usually those sort of jobs were what you did you were the guy who worked in the factory the lady who worked in another factory but it's now you're opening yourself up but but that's that's what i'm scared of because i'm scared that um like a lot of a lot of young people a lot of people coming out of education have all been trained for this system mm-hmm. that is based on these sort of tasks where you come in and you do your task and you come home and do we actually have enough sort of intellectual capability that we've built into our sort of young people mm-hmm. to actually be the ones who now say oh actually instead of uh, sort of answer giving the right answer yeah are you going to be able to ask the right question
0: well as as good old Sir Ken Robinson who I have become a big fan of since (laughs) you introduced me I am a bit I watched another one of his lectures uh, last night Um, I've become a big fanboy of of good old Sir Ken Um, (laughs) but in one of his lectures I think it was a TED talk he says um, when we're training our kids when we're educating our kids we're educating them for the next 60 years of their life Mm -hmm. now can you tell me what the world is going to look like in sixty years? Because I can't. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's got even to the point now where we're teaching them. I mean, I could talk about education for hours. We'll and save that, for another, that we will we'll we'll save for another episode. We several other episodes. Episode. <laughs> yeah. um, but we're te- we're teaching people how to work in the industrial revolution.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In a time where we're already surpassed the industrial revolution. We're in a whole new revolution. So already we're teaching our kids outdated uh, skill sets and and way of thinking. and th- And that's in the present. So what's it going to be like in 60 years time? People aren't going to have the skills to be able to do the jobs that they need to do because selling things in a shop is going to be a redundant i mean nobody aspires to be um, uh, behind a till in a shop as far as i'm aware
1: potentially i think i do think there's probably people out there but then i think like you're saying there someone might aspire to be the person in the shop but then that person could be the person who's fascinated with sales and so sets up the shop (laughs) so that it makes sales so that's a skill in itself but like like you're saying there education is sort of the kind of government education has put out there kind of says well this is what you should be taught and again it is very outdated mm-hmm. but I do think technology has become is so advanced now that yeah a lot of people are becoming self-educated and that's what I think is mm-hmm. the key here I think the key here is that now people can really like education has got cheaper because it's online and people can choose to be interested i mean i feel sorry for my little brother sometimes he comes home he's like oh they're teaching me about all this stuff and i'm not interested but he'll come home and he'll mess about on youtube and he'll learn how to use graphic software and he'll he'll just create stuff online whether it's like just he's creating stuff that he he wants to do in yeah. his own time and i think that's what's most important it's about helping those young people to actually use what's out there which yeah. they're good at it's the platform that they're great at is online they, they've mm-hmm. been they're brought up with it and using that to educate themselves away from the kind of i think yeah i think it's sort of like a learn to be a self-educator yeah. rather than relying particularly on Definitely. that system that's set up to be very industrial.
0: Definitely. And I I think about my own education and I look at the skills that I use every single day. Every single day. Without fail. And other than English, other than English, I don't use any of the skills that I was taught at school. I've hardly retained any of the stuff I learnt in my later days at school because... Um, you know, I've I've gone online and I've looked at what I want to want to learn, and then I I utilise that and I think about like a documentary that I watched uh, a while ago, um, and it was uh, academics talking about the internet and how it's dangerous and blah 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 blah, blah because people don't learn in a linear fashion. Mm-hmm. They were very much pro books. You read it cover to cover, and yeah. you learn everything that's within it. And I think that's such a dated way of learning. Mm-hmm. Because the way we learn, and my brother, is he just absorbs knowledge. It's like the younger generation. It you look is down, crazy, yeah. the stuff yeah. he knows. And he he's like a walking Wikipedia You'll, you'll say something, and he'll be like, Well, did you know? blah, 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 blah. And you'll be like, No. And you'll go, Oh, yeah. And then he'll go, blah, 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 and riff off whatever it is. And the way he's learned is he's read an article online, and then he's gone, There's a link in the article, he's gone, Oh, what's that about? Link. Oh, this is yeah. interesting. Oh, there's another link. What's that about? Link. Yeah. And okay, yes, it's a little bit more of a chaotic way of learning and not as well structured, but he learns what's important to him. it's it's, it's a lot easier to get him to learn that way where he's
1: exploring rather than saying well here's the book you need to read this and it might not be something that he's like it is that curiosity you have to have that curiosity to learn and i think that's the biggest problem is that i think schooling doesn't give people that curiosity to learn but i do think we're going well off into education yes so i I was gonna say let's bring it back back in because i know me and you love talking about this (laughs) and stuff and we could (laughs) probably go on forever but Let's go back to the jobs. I mean, if we're saying that a lot of these jobs are being automated and uh, people with the menial, the menial jobs are going first and people are probably thinking, well, wait a minute, is my job going? Do I have something that is not going to be around in, say, five to ten years? I mean, what, what will the jobs of the future look like?
0: Um, well, I think if we go back to the uh, checkout situation, you're always going to need, as far as I believe anyway, you always, always, always need some human element whether you're, it's military drones or you know shop, uh, self-service checkouts or whatever, you always need some sort of element. If you look at the DLR, you've got the guy on board with the key to stop the train if he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, because you cannot account for all eventualities unless you want to go into Skynet and Terminator territory. <laughs> um, so you're going to have, I think, there's going to be less people on the ground. Um at least in like shops and things like that and you're gonna have the person standing by uh so if there's a little siren on your self service checkout does go off they can go over
1: he's going to be the one to walk over to you and say calm you down from getting angry (laughs) kind of have a little chit chat get you fix the machine
0: telling me the wrong item is in the bag it's the right item yeah Ah! i'm using
1: my own bags god damn it (laughs) 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 yeah but that's what i'm saying so yeah like you say like we were saying anyway like you do need that one person there who is managing machines and that's what i do think the jobs of the future is is how well you can work with the machine it's like can you work together to give a better service mm-hmm. it's like i mean we already are best friends with our laptops or best friends with our pcs like we probably spend most of our I'm lives best friends with them with siri. <laughs> best friends with siri exactly <laughs> but that's what i'm saying so they're already there we're already working in conjunction but we kind of have got this separation between them and our and our work and i think mm-hmm. we need to let it be closer really
0: yeah i think so i, I kind definitely
1: of learn so. to see your your technology as something that's going to help you in your career don't i don't think it's threatening i mean there are jobs that are being lost and i do feel bad because there are people who have been trained into an in, a sort of mindset that don't no longer works but the technology is also there as a sort of here you go you can upskill yourself to get back out of that and you can start yeah. working with computers there's courses on how to program online for free there's there's loads of stuff out there and i just think that's what people need to i, w- I wouldn't be afraid of it i'd see it as a massive opportunity to kind of finally like really push yourself out there
0: yeah absolutely and and how do you think uh people's current skill sets could work with te- the technology because obviously we're talking about upskilling mm-hmm. um, but there are some people that for whatever reason may think they don't have the time or maybe a little bit nervous about doing it so how could you utilize your current skill set to work with the computer do you think
1: it's a tough question because I mean, like, I'm, I'm just thinking about like my mum now and she doesn't really use much technology. So there's a lot of people who are very traditional and they do have been maybe doing those menial tasks as well. And it's kind of like, well, can I just get by on this and how long is it, do I just ride it through? So I think it's very, very difficult because there's so many different people on a whole, whole different spectrum. There's some people who know how to use computers, there's some people who are kind of know a little bit that they've learned at school and then there's people like me and you that I think we're quite advanced in using technology there's probably people who are programmers who are way more advanced than us. so it's, it's really difficult to say but I just think that people need to kind of look at look at what they're already using technology within their actual work yep. like think about how am I already using technology to help me out and just kind of focus on those skills because if you're focusing on the skill that you sometimes think if you're doing something that's so kind of manual, it's the same thing it's it's over and over again it's more than likely that that skill there could probably be automated and that's maybe where you have a software idea in Uh and i think that's what a lot of people a lot of these sort of online entrepreneurs see they see like wait a minute i've been I don't know, I, I wanna for example, let's use buffer, so I've been scheduling I've been putting out posts on tweet, Twitter, but I don't wanna have to sit there and post it mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I could schedule my tweets and that'd be great. And then somebody's seen an opportunity and made a business out of that. Yeah. And so that's what people should be on the lookout, say, Well, this part of my job can't be automated, but this part is really tedious. I mean mm-hmm. maybe I'll make an actual product out of that part and suddenly you've made you've saved yeah. someone a whole load of time and you've created a business for yourself and now you can focus on the bit that you, you do deliver a service, and maybe that business will actually be your business. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, so we, we get, we're we starting to run out of time, so I do just want to go on to the, the final point that we, we mentioned at the top of the, uh, the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so very quickly, do you think that the internet is the new platform for employment, and why?
1: Well... I'm getting all the questions. I don't like this. I think you should answer these. These are hard questions. (laughs) But I think I don't think the internet is the new platform. I think it's been the platform. I think it's been there in the background, and people have been getting by, kind of saying, "Well, I know the internet's there. I know it's a powerful thing, but I'm not going to kind of dip in, dip my toe in, until I really have to." And I think slowly by slowly, as, as you say, as these factories are closing, suddenly the uh, shop work is being replaced by a computer. So it's, it's like it's catching up with all these people mm-hmm. who are literally kind of like holding back from jumping in. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to get to the point where literally you jump in or you're, or you're going to be unemployed. You need, well, to, t- you need I, to get involved.
0: I think people haven't considered the fact as well that they have already jumped in. The amount of employers that check your Facebook yeah. before they interview you, Mm-hmm. Even if it's just so they know your face when they see you. Mm-hmm. But I've had people go, "Oh yeah," like people that I know when I've gone for a, j- a job interview. Oh yeah, my uh, my boss checked your Facebook before he interviewed you. Oh god! And I was like, but "Everything's on private. How does he? How did you do that?" And they do. And and I think just by being online these days. You you've already set yourself up for that.
1: But I I do think there's a massive difference between being a passive user of online mm-hmm. and there's a uh, then there's the gap between oh actually I'm somebody who uses this for my financial benefit as mm-hmm. well. So there's a lot of people casually using it and that's a whole nother conversation I could have about the passive users. Yep. But it's learning how to use it to your advantage, especially mm-hmm. in your career.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and with, with services like LinkedIn, which personally I don't get on very well with, um, and there's things like for creative side uh, ideas tap, which is one that I've used in the in the past. Um, and there's loads of platforms for building your skills and building your online presence, which is so important these days. Is online presence and um, briefly touching on because I know we're running out of time something that Seth Godin said in a TED talk. Uh, I think it's entitled "The Tribes We Lead." Um, it started off with if you if you had the the skill that was enough then beyond that it became if you've got the factories that's enough and then it became if you've got the advertising skill that's enough and now we're in an age where it's about leadership and if you've got the presence and if you've got a following behind you that's now the most important important thing and in this day and age the only way you're going to get that following is by utilizing the internet and what's online as a as a um a megaphone if you will to get your voice out there and and kind to of find
1: your audience yeah, yeah absolutely and so um i guess we should be uh considering i mean we could go on forever about yeah, this topic I think there's so much we in there you
0: need to revisit this in a in a future podcast at some point um because i mean we've we've barely even skimmed the service of half of the, the <laughs> notes that we've put down for this episode we've just gone off on one um because it is such a, a very interesting topic um so we'll definitely come back to it at some point but until then let's talk about action steps and what people can do uh in the meantime just to really kind of prepare give you a future. bit of a heads up on yeah, absolutely so the first thing I'd say is assess whether or not steps have already been taken or may soon be taken to automate the job that you have. So if you're working on a checkout, for example, has the place that you work installed self-service checkouts? Because if it has, the alarm bell should probably be ringing. Um, then um, focus on the aspects of your job that can't be automated and improve your ability to work with any technology that has been implemented already. If you if you can work with the technology on a very strong competent level, you're less replaceable. That's because a really you're good point. someone that can use that technology and can be on hand. So
1: together you're a win-win. If you have the technology and you together, absolutely, your output's greater. Whereas
0: if you're a technophobe and you're going, "No, I can't use that technology," you're going to be one of the first people that they're going to remove. Mhm. Um, particularly if it's a big organization that you work for, because they're just going to be like, well, you're slowing down the process. We'll see you later um, in, at the harshest level. Um, and also make sure that your social and emotional intelligence is the best that it can be, because if there's one area that computers will always be playing catch up with us on, it's going to be that. Can you talk to people can you provide that human interaction can at you, a satisfactory level?
1: Can you present yourself well? The people want to follow you? Do they want to be part of your tribe? Like you're saying, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and then, if you still think that your job is in jeopardy, even if it's ten years down the line, um, then start building your new skill set now, um, so that if you do need to, you can make a fairly instant career change. Start. Even if you start something as a hobby or a side business or whatever, just work on a new skill set so that you can jump straight from one career straight into the next. Um, So just before we kind of wrap it up completely, Jem, would you do the honours for our ending quote?
1: So the end quote is, I've always felt that technology can be used to our benefit and should be used to our benefit. And that's by Deepak Chopra. And so, yeah, I think that's exactly what we've kind of trying to get across in this episode: is the fact that, yeah, technology is not out there to make your life hell. I mean, if we we're here as humans that want to advance, and so it's up to us to use what's now being created to push our own, our own selves further. Really,
0: yeah, I agree.
1: I agree. So, uh, do you want to wrap things up?
0: Yes, I certainly will. So, thank you once again um, to everybody that has shown their support. I'm very happy we got to number one in careers and number two in business. If we can keep pushing it up, that will be fabulous. Um, a special shout out as well to the people that have posted reviews: um, a uh, Daniela E, I think. Yep, and a Nat- Natalia. Natalia E, not Daniela. Yeah. Natalia. So thank it,
1: you, that was a great um, really nice uh, review yes. and we really appreciate that.
0: Yes, thank you very much it was it was lovely to read um, if you are liking what you're hearing do please post those uh, reviews and subscribe to us, it really really does help uh, support uh, what we're doing um, and if there's anything that you would like us to discuss or if you have any feedback on the show, please do email us you can email me at wayne at powerfulnonsense.com or Gem
1: Yep, gem at powerfulnonsense and that's gem spelled C E M
0: because you're Turkish. Um for <laughs> that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and if you'd like to Twitter us, tweet yep. us. Yeah. Favorite, retweet, whatevs. Yeah. I said whatevs. Oh god. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Wayne underscore Ingram or Gem. Gem is at at cky. I-L-D-I-Z and Jem likes talking about himself in third person (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yes thank you again for all of your support and we love you all very much and we'll catch you next time take care